Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I said I'd continue this conversation tonight. Today marks the third anniversary of the the vote to repeal the Eighth Amendment, which legislated for abortion in Ireland. However, campaigners are warning that many women still face barriers uh, to care due to serious flaws in Ireland's law. Now, Basically, the National Women's Council of Ireland and other campaigners are asking for things to be changed. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, which again, because I mentioned it all today. But what they want changed are three basic things. The three-day cooling-off period. At the moment, under this, the current legislation, which was agreed at the time of the referendum, by the way, the current legislation, uh, if a woman goes to a doctor and wants a termination of pregnancy, she gets three days cooling-off period. So she'll go to the doctor, I'd like a termination of pregnancy, the doctor says, okay, have a look at this leaflet, have a look at this leaflet, off you go, and I'll tell you what, We'll, you know, we'll take a, I don't know if they take a blood test or something like that, but we'll see in three days. They can't do it immediately. It will be against the law. So they have to wait three days. And the whole idea of that was not because we think women are stupid and can't make decisions. It was to give people time, as Marie said today, for example, that she believed even though she had an abortion herself, it was a good idea to give people time to make sure they believe they're doing the right thing. Because the last thing you want is somebody having serious regrets, which can happen too. The other thing they'd like to see change, they want that removed, is currently at the moment it's illegal in Ireland to have an abortion over 12 weeks unless it's extreme circumstances, i.e. the woman's life is in danger. And that has to be signed off by a doctor. And, or it's a fatal fetal abnormality. And what they want is that changed. They want the 12 weeks extended to the second trimester. The second trimester basically brings it in line with the United Kingdom, which is 22 to 24 weeks in extreme circumstances. That's basically what that does, six months, Okay. So up to six months pregnant. And they also want, <clears throat> when the most more, well, the whole thing is controversial in some sense. They also want the idea uh, that a doctor uh, can deny the services to a woman because of conscientious objection. So if I'm a doctor and I'm a Christian, and currently at the moment a doctor who's a Catholic or a Christian or any other religious um, ethos can decide that I don't want to, perform this termination or I don't want to be involved in this termination or assist in this termination or give any information about this termination you can choose to do that because of conscientious objection because that is your right in this country to freedom of expression they want that removed and that doctors must do it if they're asked so where do we stand a lot of people said at the time when we voted it was a very contentious referendum because People who normally may not have voted yes, voted yes, because they were told by the government, if you vote yes, this is the legislation we bring in. There was a suggestion at the time that legislation should have been put into the Constitution or the wording should have been put into the Constitution of 12 weeks, etc., etc., as we did with divorce. Do you remember with divorce, when we brought it in 1996, in the Constitution it said you could not get divorced unless you were apart for four of the previous five years. People said at the time that rather than repealing the Eighth Amendment, we should have amended the Eighth Amendment to say that you cannot have a termination of pregnancy, for example, or inserted a line, you know, or, uh, beyond 12 weeks unless it's extenuating circumstances. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. There was legislation on the table. We were shown the legislation and asked to vote. People voted on the grounds of that legislation. The pro-life people said at the time, we don't believe you. You are going to change the legislation. No, we won't. And here we are three years later. They want to change the legislation and move the goalposts. Now, from the point of view of a pro-choice, I'm sure they're delighted because this is exactly what they would like. And absolutely, if you believe that it's a woman's choice, um, you know, to have an abortion at any point, I would like to hear from you tonight. If you believe that the pro-life people are wrong in what they're saying, who will object to this change in the legislation, let me know if you think that's a good idea. Also, do you believe that a doctor should have the right to refuse to carry out a procedure like a termination of pregnancy, or indeed any procedure, based on the fact that he believes it's morally wrong? Do you believe a doctor should have the right to refuse to do it? Now, that doesn't mean... By the way, you'll find some other doctor that will do it. It's not like he's the only doctor in the world. So should a doctor have the right to have a conscientious objection? I've kind of given you three questions there, which I've, my golden rule is never to do that. So I'm going to ask you one question. Do you agree with the changes in the legislation? Do you agree with the changes in the legislation for abortion? To extend it past 12 weeks, probably to 22 weeks, to get rid of the three-day cooling-off period and to get rid of conscientious objection by doctors? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Do you agree 
with the changes in the legislation that has been proposed. All right, but just to point out, by the way, it hasn't been done. It's been proposed. All right, these are obviously groups that are asking for this change because somebody texts and says, no, when is this from? It's not from anything. It's only been proposed. This could take another year. Yeah, it could be quicker. I don't know. Let me go to Jerry. <laughs> Jerry on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jerry? Hello, Niall. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Jerry, I mean, do you agree with the proposals uh, set forward by the National Women's Council and other groups uh, who believe that women are not being served well by the current legislation to change it. Do you believe it should be changed? It certainly should not be changed. It's absolutely a disgrace to, to try and do that. I mean, there's a lot of cruel dishonesty being put out there. Cruelty and dishonesty go hand in hand. Caring and honesty go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And I must tell you first where I'm coming from. I'm a natural scientific humanist who is an agnostic. I'm not a godlyite. Or I'm not an atheist. I'm not a, a Hindu. I'm not a Jew, I'm not a Christian, and I'm not, I, I'm not a Muslim. I'm an agnostic, I'm a doubting Thomas. But I am a natural, scientific, humanist, moralist. And there's been a lot of cruelty and dishonesty here that's going hand in glove all the time. I mean, I've heard a lot of things which are absolutely, totally and utterly wrong. Like, I mean, like give me an example, Jerry, of what you're talking no, about. I'll give you an example. No, woman's right to look after their bodies. Yeah, they, 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 the right to their own autonomy, yes. No, that's not correct. A woman or a man did not create their body. Their eyes, their ears, their soul, their heart, their kidneys were created by the creative, the creative occurrence or the creator. And, and to say that women's right to look after them, but they have a duty of care to their bodies and they have a right to defend and develop their bodies. They have a duty of care to the baby they're carrying and they have a right to defend that baby. But to say you can kill a human being is not a moral choice. It's an immoral act. But, that, but not everybody has the same morals. Like, you referred to the unborn child as a human being, right? Yes, I know. Yes, uh, absolutely, and that's fine, and I accept that. And, and that's, that's your, yes, that, well, that's your view. And, and by the way, most doctors will agree that life begins in the womb, right? But what I'm saying to you is there are people out there um, who are pro-choice, who would not refer to it as a human being or the killing of a baby, as you, as you yeah, refer yeah, well, to it. They that's, would refer to it as a termination of a pregnancy. That's the old Nazi deception that, 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 of, of truth denial and dehumanizing. They did the same to homosexuals, gypsies and Jews. They associated them as vermin. They were not human. Dehumanized. In other words, the, the, the unborn human fetus in the womb is a golf ball or a tennis ball or, or, or a horse. But well, a, gr- a group of cells is what they would. Uh, yes. Well, no. So that's the, well, that, but that's the wording. I'm only giving you the wording, Jerry. they would yeah, use. We were all that. We were all that at one stage. I mean, these abortions, we tell you, they came in by parachute. But no, we were all babies in the womb at one stage. Every, every, every one of us were babies. Sorry there, Neil. Okay. Okay, you know, you have something going on in the background there. Yeah, yeah, there's been a, yeah but what, my point, my point is... is uh, it's, it's the killing. There's 6,666 unborn babies. In the, in the first year of abortion, yes. Killed in 2019. Since then, I'd say it's gone well over 10,000. But their, their oh, argument is there are still... Well, well, the, the, people going on about men's bodies are important and women's bodies are important, but the unborn baby is no, has no importance. Well, well, according to the Supreme Court, before we even had the referendum, the Supreme Court declared that the unborn child had no rights. That's wrong. That's like saying Jews are, are, are gypsies. Well, it's not. Well, it's not. But no, no. But, but hang on. Now, you you got to understand the point the Supreme Court were trying to make. The Supreme Court yeah. made the point that because you were not, uh, you know, in this world breathing oxygen and making decisions, that you don't actually really have any rights until you're born. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, that doesn't give you the right to terminate because we still have to have the referendum anyway. Yeah. No, but the Supreme you- Court did make that point. Yeah, but they're wrong because when you when you're when you're a, when you're a, a baby in the womb, you are you in the womb. There's no two ways of saying like you don't. But you, but you don't really I, have any rights. Your mother and your father uphold your rights because I've seen a murder and your health care. Murdered unborn unborn baby. I've actually pictures of murdered unborn baby. I'm sure you have, Jerry. And they're despicable. I mean, it's very I'm, I'm not doubting that the, the pictures are despicable. I'm sure they are. Anybody, no matter what side of the argument you happen to be on, would say the pictures are despicable. It's horrible. It's an awful murder. Okay, well, okay. Well, let, let, let's just face the fact at the moment, whether you like it or not, Jerry. we did, we did live in a, a democratic society. Um, there was a vote. You can argue the toss about how the referendum was run, and, and we could argue and debate about that all night, but it's a done deal, so you may forget about that. No, so, but it should be another referendum. It's legalised murder. I mean, the majority... Well, 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 why would you need 
another referendum. They've already repealed the Eighth the Amendment. People, when the people see how many people have been have been killed by a, by abortion, over ten thousand, no, and they don't even give them. Pain uh, but but I mean, but, but, yeah, but hang on a second. Before the referendum came along, many women, not as many as the numbers that you pointed out, would have gone yeah. to the United Kingdom to have a, an abortion anyway. Yeah, well, that's wrong too. You shouldn't go abroad to kill your baby either. So what? You wouldn't let people leave the country. No, you shouldn't. We make a law here that you should. You can leave the country. Oh, yeah, all by means, go to America, Holland, Britain, wherever you want to go, China, and kill your unborn baby. That's, that's your that's your choice to kill your unborn baby. But, uh, yeah, but okay, and you, see there, in a nutshell, Jerry, you've just said it. That's your choice. Yeah, and I know the terminology you're using is not the terminology pro-choice would use, but yeah, but and I know you're using it for sensationalism to yeah, some degree. You can you, you can use your choice to murder a person. You can do that. You can use your oh, choice. Well, now hold on. Murdering a person is a completely different situation. That's illegal. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not illegal to terminate a pregnancy. Not it's now. Both, it's not. It's not illegal, but it's immoral. Okay, well, okay, you might get tomorrow. Now, getting just finally, before I come to Sharon, in relation to conscientious it, objection, now, and let me come back to conscientious objection, right? So a doctor in a hospital or a doctor in a GP surgery currently at the moment has the right to conscientiously object, as you would, Jerry, if you were a doctor. Oh, I, would, wouldn't, I wouldn't kill an unborn baby. Of course, I, know, I, I, know, I know you wouldn't, Jerry, right? So, grand. So you would conscientiously... Knows about that. Okay, so if you were a GP, you would conscientiously object to being involved in that territory at all when it comes to, you, you know, procedures. Sure I wouldn't kill an unborn baby. I, I know, I get you. I get you, Jerry. I'm with you. I you, mean, I'm despicable. I know Nazi... Okay, that's that, Jerry. I get what you're trying to say. You wouldn't do it, okay? But do you believe that a doctor, because he takes an oath to obviously look after his patients, that this has now become a procedure in this country, whether you like it, Jerry, or not, or whether I like it or not? It is officially a procedure. It's not illegal anymore. Should a doctor then be forced to say, "Well, if you're a doctor, you have to do this"? On the Hippocratic oath that a doctor takes, they're supposed to improve the health of a person, not murder a person. And that's well, do no harm. Yes, do that's no harm. Super, yeah, that supersedes any ridiculous law that says you know must murder an unborn baby. You have no choice but to murder the baby. Okay, well, well, well Jerry, Jerry, stay there just for a second, all right? And, and if we can all just calm down a little bit, Jerry, I understand your pro-life. I understand you're very passionate about the argument and I understand the language you use in comparison to the language that somebody on pro-choice would use. But stay there, Jerry. Sharon, yeah. you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Sharon? Good evening, Niall. Now, you've heard Jerry. He clearly comes from one side of the argument, and that's I respect his view. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I respect his view. But do you believe that doctors should have an obligation to provide their patients with whatever um, needs to be done, even if they conscientiously object to it? I think um, it's such a tricky one, this, uh, because you've already got an established set of doctors that worked under um, a set of guidelines that have changed. So to enforce then a new set of guidelines that have for some very difficult, you know, um, personal or religious beliefs is really hard. Um, it's not the same. I know it's not the same, but as vets, we have um, similar ethical dilemmas. But somebody can bring us a healthy animal and say, I'm choosing to put this animal to sleep. And as the vet, I want you to do that. And we've got a legal obligation that we actually have to perform euthanasia if it is the requested uh, thing by the... But can you family. not, if I, if I go to you with my healthy little dog and say I want you to euthanize this dog even though it's only five years old and perfectly healthy uh, because I'm moving country and I don't want to give it to anybody else, you, do yeah, you, are you obliged by law to do that? We are obliged... Can you not say no? I don't agree with that. That's morally to, wrong. We have to provide... Euthanasia. Now you can actually um, object to doing it yourself, and that's fine as long as they have the option for somebody else to do it. Because there is the argument that then that there is a chance of suffering by not euthanizing that animal if they're not prepared for it. Now, obviously, everyone will, till they're blue in the face, will try and persuade them to sign the animal over, get it a new home, etc. But the position that doctors are in that. If they don't feel comfortable with that, being forced to do something like that when it really doesn't fit comfortably with them is really unpleasant. And, I mean, although in this situation I really, I really do support a woman's right up until a certain time to, to make that choice. Um, and, you know, it's never a nice one. It's never one taken lightly. But it, in lots of situations, a child not born, rather than a child born into a bad life, is 
is, in my belief, is, is often the better situation. But Can I ask you, by the way, Sharon, in relation to where you stand um, on termination of pregnancy, and no, I, I, there's no point going through the whole debate of should it shouldn't be legal, it is legal. Where, where do you stand? Are you pro-choice, pro-life? Yeah, I, I believe people should have choice. Okay. And you've heard what Jerry says, that changing it now, I mean, when we were given the option to vote on this, going back three years ago, it was three years ago today, um, the, the argument was that, you know, if you vote yes, we're putting in this set of rules to protect it going too far. Now the rules, they're asking to change the rules and move the goalposts. Do you, do you accept that, that it should now be changed from 12 weeks to similar to the UK, which is 24 weeks in extreme circumstances, um, and to get rid of the three-day cooling-off period and obviously the conscientious objection? Do you accept those changes? Personally, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with the three-day um, cooling-off figures. I don't think that makes any difference, but I very much doubt that the figures will show that there's going to be any sudden change of mind. Nobody goes there on a whim and says, this is what I want. You know, people are doing it for a reason. There's always a, you know, a very strong reason to, to, to take such a, a hard decision. Um, but I don't think there's anything particularly wrong in that. Um, but I do, I, you know, I do think that the, the 12 weeks can be a little bit restrictive. How is it restrictive? Um, surely, surely within three months. Um, without actually having to have any reason whatsoever, we're, we're quite liberal in our laws in relation to that 12, 12 weeks. Uh, surely within three, three months, that's enough time for a woman to decide whether she wants to continue with the pregnancy or terminate the pregnancy. Surely that's enough time. It should be. It should be in most normal situations, but not everybody's situation is the same. Not everyone's situation is normal. But, but isn't there a moral dilemma when you start going past the 12 weeks and a scientific dilemma? Forget about the morals for the moment. Because once you get stargating past that point, you still, uh, scientists will talk about the baby's brain developing, yeah. um, you know, the baby obviously having pain receptors, um, all those kind of things, and the baby starting to maybe think and have a conscience. So yeah. uh, when you go past that point, you are into the territory that Jerry is talking about, you know, where you're looking at, no matter what side of the fence you happen to be on, you know, you're a human being, because essentially a baby can survive at 22 weeks. But it can't survive at 12 weeks. No, no, it's certainly not. There's a big gap. There's a big gap between 12 and 24 in the developmental stages. Yes. I, you know, I, I think, you know, personally, if, if you've got a, a reason at that point, then it's, if it's a reason enough to put you on a, a boat to go to UK to have it done, then maybe it should be a reason to be looked at to, to be done at home. I think that's the real case for the argument is people are still going abroad um, because that, that, Perhaps softer option. I'm not saying it's necessarily right. I, I, you know, be horrified to even think of, of terminating a child, especially at that sort of stage. But I, I'm not in everybody else's body. I'm not in everybody else's mind. I'm not in everybody else's. Okay, well, let me, let me ask Jerry. Jerry, are you still there? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Sharon. You know, she's not in a position where she would want to do that, but she's not in everybody else's shoes. A woman who has yeah. been in a very difficult situation, you know, who finds herself pregnant. She's not in their shoes, so... You're not in whatever situation you're in. You never have the moral right to kill anybody. You always have the moral choices of putting that baby up for adoption or giving it to somebody else, but you certainly... Murder is never a moral choice. It's always an immoral act. Yeah, but you're caught, you, you, you keep referring to it. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you doing that, by the way, because that's your view in it. But, but most people don't refer to it as murder. They refer to it as termination of a pregnancy. Yeah, I don't, they refer to it as a pregnancy. Oh, yeah, fancy word for murder. Well, it's not uh, a fancy uh, word. It is a pregnancy. It's a termination termination, um, ethnic cleansing, genocide, they're all fancy words for murder. Termination, uh, uh, stopped. I mean, you can use all the words at the end of the day. You're killing an innocent human being. He never did anything to her or him, never did any, any harm to anybody. You have a duty of care to him and you, you, you have a right to protect him. And but, but, but you have a choice to think like that and you have a choice and you have freedom of expression, by the way, to speak like that. But other people also have their same choices to do what they want to do and you essentially want to deny that choice and this oh, is the argument that, that you want you. to deny that choice to another human being to make a decision of their own. No, that's the old, that's the argument of dehumanising and truth denying. I know, you, you, you went through that already, yeah, the argument that the Nazis used. The fetus is human, the fetus is human, and two, that's denying the truth that he is human. I mean, I, I'd, I'd well, okay, say, well, sorry, Sharon, go ahead. Can I just say, Jay, I, I think, um, and, and you can't, and I'm not saying this in a sexist way, but you or Niall cannot understand the feeling it actually is to bring a human being out of your body. 
Now, to say to somebody that that child that may be 13 weeks, suddenly they should go full term to nine months and then take that child out of their body and just give it away to somebody else, that necessarily is not a solution that is a suitable solution for a start. It's 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 the baby. It's um, the baby. And, well, does it... Do, do every does every child that get adopted go into a wonderful life? No, I mean you know. Well, I I, I, I would argue. I mean, Sharon, I'm adopted, you know, and I I wouldn't be here today if my mother decided to terminate a pregnancy uh, because at the time, of course, they wouldn't have had the finances to keep a baby, and uh, we didn't have the social welfare it's a system. World. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. World. No, I I get that, but what I'm saying is, you know, I I think it's a bit harsh to say, well. The baby, you know, may be better off terminated than rather than no, being no, in a family. Saying, because I cannot I, say that it's just easy to just give a baby out for adoption. Um, well, it that, is quite that, easy. Well, it is quite easy. easy. I mean, when, I mean, when I say it may not be easy for the woman to do it, if that's the point you're making. But it is from a, a administrative point of view. There are so many people out there looking to adopt children. Oh no, no, well there is. Yeah. No, no, so, only if you're. Hang on, Jerry. Hang on, Jerry. In in Ireland, only if you're married. Um, which is ridiculous. But no, it's a, but you know, I was only reading this the other day. Ashling will remind me again if it's right. But you can adopt if you're single. No, I tried to adopt. I looked at adopting a few years ago. No, you ago. can adopt. We only looked at this the other day. You can adopt if you're single in Ireland, but you don't get priority. In other no, words. And honestly, yeah. I went to the agency and everything. Unless they've changed it recently, they said, no, I'm sorry, you won't get a child. There's a slightly a, different criteria. Okay, there's a slightly different criteria when you're single, but you can adopt when you're single in this country. Yeah, now, mind you, there's not many babies to adopt in this country. When you're adopting in this country or being approved by, uh, for adoption by Tusla, you're yeah. generally adopting from Russia or some other country. Yeah, that, that's another argument. My point is, from a from an, a mental state, to carry a child to full term and then have to give that child away, you, you'd find that the people probably wouldn't, but that necessarily wouldn't. Well, is that a bad thing? I mean, when, when you say they, they might change their mind... I, I'm not, you know, just agreeing with Jerry here for the sake of it, but is that not a good thing that somebody would think? would carry the baby for the nine months and then decide, well, actually, maybe I won't put it up for adoption. Maybe we'll keep the baby. Yeah, but they haven't decided to give it away for any light-hearted reason. If they decide to keep it, it's because they're attached to it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's that that poor child is then going to get a good life because you don't know what that person's situation is. Well, but none yet- of us are guaranteed a good life. The, the, child, the child isn't a this. It's a her or a him. Now, it's much better to adopt the child than to abort the child. You have no, we have, I have absolutely no right to kill some other human being, whether he's in the womb or outside of the womb. Absolutely no right whatsoever. And, and what about if, if, if the mother wants to, to kill the unborn baby and the father doesn't want to kill the unborn baby? Where does the unborn baby stand then? Well, unfortunately, again, as I go back to that Supreme Court case uh, before we had the referendum, and according to the Supreme Court, the unborn baby doesn't have any rights uh, in that respect. Uh, stay there for a second, both of you. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Neve? Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, getting back to what we were talking about originally, and, and not so much about the argument about whether the, the rights and the wrongs of abortion, because it's already with us, but the changing of the legislation and the three different aspects of that. But in relation to doctors, Neve, do you think doctors should have the right to object? No, I don't. I really, really don't. I mean, I know it's a tough one for doctors. I do understand that. I do have empathy. But there are certain religions that have quite outlandish views. And if any doctor was of one of those religions and decided to withhold treatment, such as blood transfusions, there'd be absolute outcry. An absolute outcry. I mean, I do think that when it comes to a job as serious as providing health care, you do have to leave certain things at the door. You are there to help the person sitting in front of you. It's not your decision. If you don't agree with abortion, fine, don't have one. But the people who are sitting in front of you who are upset, just, you know, stressed, worried, concerned, all those things, because believe me, you know, abortion isn't a decision that 99% of women go into lightly. It's, a, it's, it's as tough as any decision when it comes to being pregnant. But to refuse that, and, you know, yes, you said there's other doctors, but what if you're in a small town? And then you have to travel, and then you've got the added stress of going in and telling your story again. I just don't, I just don't think that people should be pushing their... I, I understand what you're saying, but 
I do feel for, because, I, I mean, for example, James who comes on the air on a regular basis, an elderly man, a lovely man, and he's very religious, extremely religious. I don't believe in God, but I have a huge respect for his belief in God, and I have a huge respect for, for him as a man, James. The, the, you know, I'm sure you're all well aware of James who comes on on a regular basis. And I wouldn't like to tell James that he has to do something a certain way that goes against his beliefs. Now, James could be, say, the best doctor in Ireland, the best surgeon in Ireland, the best GP in Ireland. And just because he doesn't morally agree with abortion, uh, from a religious point of view, <clears throat> doesn't, I don't believe means he should be struck off. So would he, would he refuse any yes. contraception? Yes, yes. Would he refuse the contraception? No, because the Vatican has already said contraception's okay. But it, it, it goes against their religion. Not anymore, it doesn't. Well, yeah, the, that, that was resolved a few years ago. But it, it, you see, this is it. it, it this, there you go. I know, they pick and choose. I get so you, I get you, yeah. The Vatican decides it's okay. But there's so a, there's a difference. The I think there's a big difference between, you know, contraception and preventing life forming than actually what they believe is the taking or killing, as Jerry referred to as life, after it's I formed. But it's still putting their views onto somebody else, which, in my opinion, they have no right to do. But did, I saw I, I, there was a there was a there was a, there was a case. I remember. I think it was a court case in the UK. I don't remember the exact details. It was a Muslim who worked in an off license during Ramadan, and during the off license or during the Ramadan, the Muslim refused to serve alcohol to other people. And there was a case taken, and I think, as far as I know, the chap won his case, and the off license was told, "Well, listen, you got to get him to do other work. He can stack the, the alcohol at the back. He can do whatever else, but he just can't serve people. That's his belief." That doesn't make sense to me either. You're there to do a job. You know, your views, your religious views. Well, then, well, then, well, then you're saying that your your religious views, or should I say the job you take in life is dictated by your moral and religious views. So if I, if I was a vegetarian and I took a job in McDonald's, can I refuse to serve the burgers? No, I can't. There's a bit of a difference, isn't there? Well, yeah, but it, it, there isn't. It's views. It's you know, working at McDonald's is hardly a vocation, with the greatest respect to people who work there. But it's hardly still, something you go for five years in college in. You know what I mean? But you're still putting your views onto people. Oh, sorry, but the Muslim didn't do a degree in college to work in an off-license now. Mm-hmm. No offence to him, but he didn't. No. So that's exactly the same point as working in McDonald's. If I was a vegetarian or a vegan, can I turn around to my manager at McDonald's and say, I'm sorry, but I'll only serve, I'll only, oh, I can't even serve the chips because I think they're, they're cooked in animal food. Yeah, well, I, I, to be honest, with the greatest respect, I don't think a vegan is going to work in McDonald's. But you know what I mean? I, would I, get, no, I get you. I, do, I get what you're saying. and I see the argument you're making, but we're talking about something completely different, which is termination of pregnancy, which... In the view of people who feel like that, and Christians and religious people, or people of high moral standards, or different different moral standards, not high, that would be unfair to people, because I think some people who agree with abortion might have high morals too. But, but their view is that this is wrong. They're qualified people. That this is, and it goes against their very existence, the, every bit of fibre in their body, to do something, pardon me, like this. But they won't even, a lot of these doctors won't even refer you on. That's not right. Because, because because they believe if they're referring you on, they're assisting. <sighs> but that's their job now. They're doctors. They're there to assist. You know, I mean, if I go to a doctor, I don't want to hear his views on religion. I want to hear his views on science. Because that's what he's there for. He's there to help and cure. And to help me with whatever particular problem I have at that precise moment in time. Whether it's a termination of pregnancy, a breast cancer diagnosis, or something else. I don't want to hear that he doesn't believe in it. It's not his job to... Well, it is part of his model. job because he does take a Hippocratic oath. And part of that is to do what he believes is to do no harm. Well, that's what the, the Hippocratic oath is. Oath is to do no harm. And in his view, he's doing harm. Because according to the Christian doctrine and the Christian belief, that is a life. And by the way, even, even doctors who are not Christians will acknowledge, and everybody acknowledges, that life begins in the womb. But it's very difficult to square that circle. Because you have them, the, the people saying, well, you know, I believe in what the Pope says. Now, this is about a termination of pregnancy. But they don't exactly have the best track record with the children that have been born in this country. You know, you said that uh, you were, and you're right. I'm glad that your mother took the decision that she had. She had no choice. But look where she was now. She was in an awful place. So were you. And that was down to the church. 
nothing else. The same people who are telling us now that we're wrong to have choice over our bodies took every single choice away from women for years. Well, no, I get you. I get. I, I see the hypocrisy in that. I do. I have no doubt I about it. I find it hard to hear them, you know, using religion as an excuse because they don't exactly have the best track record when it comes to the born children. Okay, but stay there for a second. I want to go to Jimmy. Stay there, Neve. Jimmy, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Stay there, Jimmy. Hello, Niall. Um, Jimmy, the suggestion of the proposal to change the current abortion legislation from 12 to 22 or 24 weeks in extreme circumstances, because well, they don't actually give a time, they just say into the, third, the second trimester, which brings you up to six months pregnancy, to take away the three-day cooling-off period and also to um, remove a conscientious objection for doctors who refuse to, t- to terminate or assist in termination. Um, obviously, you don't agree with it, because I know you're a Christian. Um, but the deal is done. The legislation is already there and the Women's Council of Ireland are suggesting that women ha- are not getting the access to abortion that they should be getting. Well, anybody that campaigned for a no or listened to the no side during the referendum could tell you if you want to go back on some of the interviews, I'm sure you'll get them there. This is what their plan was. Abortion on demand for any reason at any time. But who's funding this? Who's funding the National Women's Council? If you listen to Carol Nolan, she's a TD, I don't know, the Carol or Kilkenny, she was a Sinn Féin TD. She wants to know, why are NGOs being given so much taxpayers' money from Europe? This is about, abortion is a huge industry, uh, with the fetuses and what it's being used for. Pharmaceutical companies, science, they use, and you have the Tune Baby Brigade, who you bring on fairly regular talking about children buried in septic tanks that were never buried in septic tanks. That's been, that's been confirmed by the commission that investigated. There well, was it, hasn't, no it, hasn't, it hasn't been confirmed by the commission it investigation. Been. There, Listen, there's still a huge let's, question mark over it as well. And, and let's, 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 let's not move away from that for a minute. What are they doing with the bodies of those children that are taking their life in the womb? Where are they going? What, what, do you, what do you say? What are you doing with the bodies? Like, have you ever seen anything about abortion? You know what happens? They take know, the child take apart the, in the, the womb. Well, 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 hang on, not, not all abortions, that, that's a surgical abortion you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And most abortions are not surgical abortions. Most Life are not. begins at conception. And anything after conception, there's nothing, is the taking of life. And these women, there's a lot of chat about these women, they represent women. They don't represent all women. Not at all. Well, they do represent, represent they, they obviously represent quite a lot of women because now, 67% be of people voted for it. Let's be fair about one thing now. I'm not going to go into this on your show. But during the referendum, people like Jimmy were kept off certain radio stations. Anybody... Lot were, of well, you weren't I'm, kept off this one. Well, I'm, not, I'm going to tell you that I was. Well, I don't believe and you I was were. Kept, and, and I was kept off your show for the marriage equality referendum. No. And in fairness to you now, you're admitting that you're not denying it tonight. And I ask, that's what I like about your honesty. But the thing about this is, these referendums were bullied on the people, forced on the people well-funded by NGOs, and the campaign that they ran in London was disgraceful to bring Irish people home here on airplanes to vote yes in a referendum. That was wrong. We saw ex-president Mary Robinson, Bono, all these uh, pop stars, everybody who was, people that people pay taxes abroad in other countries were, were promoting abortion on demand. Why were they... Well, when you say, when you say people were being brought home to vote, those people voluntarily came home. Yes, of course yes, they, they were. Yes, they were encouraged to do it. Of course they, they were. were encu- yeah, they were. As part of the, the referendum, I suppose, promotion and the promotion of the yes side of the vote. Yeah, but it was, and the BBC promoted repeal in the Eighth Amendment. And I tell you, I have an interest in antiques, and I went to the antiques fair in the RDS, on the on, on anybody that's listening here was that I will tell you that they saw this a big big thing inside of the uh, antiques roadshow in the RDS there and, and the antiques fair and it says repeal so I was disgusted to see that in there I went and it was it was actually a book that well, well, no, well, called well, Jimmy with respect at the time and after that referendum I did bring up the topic of was the referendum unfair that all government agencies all government departments uh, pop stars as you pointed out and celebrities were telling everybody to vote yes which didn't really give an impartial uh, view for the for society in other words people felt it was the right thing to do even if they might have believed it was the wrong thing to do that's and I get that I, I'm not disagreeing with that I, I do believe okay. that a referendum was unfair I've always believed that referendum the information should be given out by the government without a yes or without a no and impartial information let people decide for themselves. But getting, getting back to this... Well, now that takes courage to admit that. Um, I, I, I couldn't point to another broadcaster who would say that. 
Well, 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 I'm just being honest. I believe. I mean, Neve, are you still there? Yeah. Do you think the referendum was on? Unf- I'm not saying it's going to be run again. It's probably not going to be run again. But I absolutely would. Ag- that's one thing I will agree with Jimmy on tonight. I think the referendum was an outrageous referendum. And I'll go one step further. Now. No, no, well, I, hang on, Jimmy. Hang on for a second. I, I'm, I'm fighting your battle here, okay? And I'm asking Neve the question. And maybe she can disagree if she wants to. But when you look and you see. Um, you know, repeal badges everywhere and you see all government departments with very little exceptions, with the exception of a few independent TDs, telling people to vote yes. Is that acceptable in a referendum, Neve? I think it was a very different type of referendum. I think this is one of the first referendums that I can ever remember. Maybe barring the um, marriage referendum, the same-sex marriage referendum. But even at that, this was the one referendum that woke up younger people. But, but, it, but if you even suggested in that referendum that you wanted to vote no, you were a social pariah. I think there was, there was absolute fault on both sides. Absolutely. And I'll, I will hold my hands up. I'm pro-choice. But some of the rhetoric from the more violent pro-choice, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. was very wrong. And some of the rhetoric from the more outspoken pro-life was very, very wrong. Sometimes the way posters were put up on both sides, their placement of them was very wrong. But but yes. I, but the only ones being criticised were pro-life when they put posters up. There was posters up for appeal everywhere. Yes, the pro-life posters were tend to be more graphic. They but I suppose, graphic. but yeah, but yeah. their argument was that abortion is graphic. And that was the argument. Tune, the tune babies, the tune babies thing. They brought that in. That was designed to make people to anger people. But but there was no truth in that. But now well, I well, 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 I'll disagree with you on that. But actually, do, do me a favor. Stay there, please, Jimmy. Don't go yet. I want to go to Jude as well because I have to get this in in five minutes. Jude, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Jude, you paid for a friend to have an abortion. Yeah, years ago, many many years ago. Okay. I think though, there's a huge hypocrisy here because the people who are pro-life do not want the people who are pro-choice, to have a choice. But the very democracy that they, people who should, who want to have abortions, that's, that's the democracy that pro-life people have to have their opinion. There's hypocrisy. They don't, they don't want people to have choice. And it's, it's all this. Life is subjective. The law isn't subjective about it. Life, it depends how you value life. If a woman doesn't want to be pregnant, she doesn't have to be pregnant. And abortion just facilitates a choice whether she wants to have the baby or not have the baby. Well, that, well yeah, but I, go, I could equally argue that you could facilitate a choice mm. that you want your wife or you don't want your wife or you want your child and you don't want your child. You no, know, I mean, I mean, because you, you know, but you, you don't look at the pregnancy as an unborn child. You look at it as a pregnancy. Whereas Jimmy looks at this as a human life and an unborn child. And democracy, and he's, he's right. I totally, I, all, all for that. He's entitled that right. But I'm entitled also to the right of to not think like him. Life in, outside the womb is valuable. The law even legislates that you cannot harm life outside the womb. It's m- murder or manslaughter. That's why the law is there. But the law doesn't legislate for you to value that life, even outside the womb. It just legislates that you can't harm it. But the law says that in the womb, it's not a life. And that's the choice that women have. As morals are just a curtain for people who can't make a hard decision to hide behind. There's no got to do with morals. If a woman wants to choose to be pregnant, that's great. If she doesn't want to be pregnant, that's brilliant. But it's her choice, and there shouldn't be this thing thrown at people about morals. You don't have to be have morals. Morals are just for weak people. Morals have nothing got to do with this. It's just a woman's so, choice. So Jimmy, so, Jimmy, so Jimmy is a weak person for having morals. I think morals are weak, are for weak people. I, well, I, 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 think, well I, I think you're wrong, Jude. I think morals can be admirable in people sometimes. And people yeah, who morals, lack morals can be dangerous people sometimes too. Morals, Sociopath is usually the word I use. Stop making the hard choices. Okay, but I, I think everybody has morals to some degree. We all have different Morals. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy, go ahead. I would just like to say that what, I remember when Aidan O'Reardon was a minister and he appeared on the Brendan O'Connor show with the uh, repeal on his jacket, and I have to admire what Brendan, Brendan O'Connor made him take it off. And he was a was minister. It, was, it, was, not, I, I'm, I'm not too sure now. Was that Aidan O'Reardon, was it? It was, it was Aidan O'Reardon, yeah. He was yeah. a minister at the time. Oh, he was, that's right. He was on the news or something, wasn't it, Jerry? Yeah, I contacted like him about yeah. it, but never replied back. But anyway, I was involved <laughs> in the notes of the divorce referendum, marriage equality, and. No to repeal on, on my moral conscience. 
but the 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 the, the marriage equality was the was was the most wicked one that I came across. The repeal wasn't the people on the repeal weren't they were bad, but the marriage equality one bet all ever for me. I tell you, but in the repeal in the Eighth Amendment, I got a I got a after the referendum. It came to me on the twenty something of June. I got a note, a letter, an anonymous letter through my door, which was generically the, the Gardaí investigated. They attacked my premises. They, they, they attacked me. I took a case to the guard ombudsman, and I won the case to the guard ombudsman. The guard handled the case. Uh, they, they, they didn't. I, I, I got the case uh, through the ombudsman and won yep. the case. But anyway, no apology has come from a guard issue. I don't do apologies. But I tell you what I suffered over that attack. I was frightening. And that one person was there to help me. I tell you now, and I went through with Niall and I texted radio stations. Yeah, wait, 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 just answer the question just very quickly that Jude put you there or, or the the point he makes is that nobody has to, you don't have to have morals. If Jude can live with killing a child he paid for, I don't think he can. He pretends well, maybe he did. I, I, assume, I, I assume he's telling the truth. But I tell you the demon no, of just abortion will return to you. The demon of abortion will return to you. Actually, do me a favour, all of you, because I have to go to break, otherwise I'm going to go over time. So I would like the three of you to stay there if you can, if you don't mind, if you can give me that time to stay there for maybe two, three minutes for the, the outbreak. Uh, Jimmy, how are you doing? You're still there, Good. and uh, so yeah. is Jude. Now, I wanted the two of you just to finish your, your little tater-tate before I moved on, because it would be unfair to cut you a little bit short. So, Jimmy, you were making the point that Jude paid for an abortion for somebody else. Obviously, it was a friend of his. I don't know the circumstance. I'm sure he'd remind us. But uh, it was a friend of his who was in a position where they wanted to have an abortion, didn't have the money he paid for it. So, what? Is he an accomplice to the crime as far as you're concerned? Well, I'd like to know how is the woman's mental health since? Because women who have abortion, maybe he coerced her, he got her at a weak moment, and he decides that he wants that child. How do you know that? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm saying it's an assumption that maybe that's what happened. Maybe the woman didn't really want it. She was in shock or whatever for whatever reason. But the people... Okay, well, 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 let, well, let's ask you the circumstances. Can you tell us, without giving any names, obviously, but what were the circumstances? Oh, of course I won't. Um, or years ago, she was a good friend of mine. I was very good friends with her and her sister. Her fell it after when she got pregnant. And she didn't want to be pregnant. So I told her, there are choices out there. I said, if you want to have the baby, I'll support you. I'll give you money, I'll support you. You know, now this baby wasn't mine. Yeah. Or fell out after. I had nothing got to do with the pregnancy. But um, she decided she wanted an abortion, she didn't want to be pregnant. So I paid for her. And I also paid for her sister as well to go over with her. You know? To England. So she had the abortion and she, her mental health is great. She A couple of years after that, she even had, she had a baby by she, well, she, He's not a baby now. She has a son now. She had a child after that a couple of years later. Mm. Her health is great. She's having a great life. Not a bother. And she thinks it's one of the best things that she ever did because she was able to have the life she has now. But she wouldn't have had the life she has now or she probably wouldn't even have the son she has now if she didn't have that abortion because she was up shit crazy. She wouldn't have had the abortion only for you paid for it. And I don't care no, what was, you tell she me. She was going to have the you abortion, whether I you, pay for it or not. I just facilitate it easier for her. You she was going to have paid abortion for the anyway. abortion and you paid for her sister to go as well to accompany her. Yeah, because she was. Yeah, because she was. What were you getting out of it? Go there on her own. What were you getting out of it? What was in it for you? It's called friendship. I do that for my friends. If someone wants a favour of me, I do. If I can physically do it, I will do my friends any Mm favour they want. If I can physically do it, I wouldn't consider anybody. I need a new laptop, Jude. And women who women many there are many women listening to this program tonight who regret having abortions. But what can they do? Many of them are coerced into it by. By the fathers, by the grandparents, by the parents, and one of the well, things that everybody was slapped in the face with. Hang on, Jimmy. Jimmy, he's saying he's saying he didn't coerce her. She she wanted to have an abortion. All no, he did was finance it. One of the things, one of the words they used in the repeal in the Eighth Amendment. What would we used to say? Well, Jimmy, what would you do if it was your daughter? What would you do? Well, it wouldn't be your daughter. You'd be killing. It'd be your grandchild. You'd be killing. And this was an old thing that was thrown at people. RTE were running and running and running, and the next thing it stuck. And everybody, oh, so who are you? you know, I mean, you don't have any right. There's one thing so you said Jimmy, on this show tonight. You, you said abortion is here. Niall, abortion is here for you and for those who voted for it and those who promoted it. Remember that. It is not here for those people who believe that thou shalt with not the, yeah, With the greatest respect, Jimmy, I didn't promote it at the time of the referendum. I think, and I think my audience will agree, that we were very impartial on the matter. Well, that's what you say. But well, that's, I, I can that, tell and you, that's what I stand by. Well, I was on it, I stood on that referendum. 
I put up posters, I delivered leaflets for three whole months. And I saw, so my conscience is very clear. And so is mine. Any woman and so is mine. Show tonight, I'm not judging any woman on this show tonight who's had an abortion. And I'm not saying because there are different circumstances, but she could have had it. My advice to you is to seek help, seek help and, and for your conscience and for, for wherever else you have, because you cannot live I'm not with weak. the guilt. I don't have a conscience. Okay. I'm so, not weak. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the women. You didn't have the abortion. You didn't have it. No. You were complicit in another way. No, it didn't way. affect me. I can't understand how it affects you. You'll never no, have it an abortion in your life. No, it didn't so affect you. I don't understand you what you have a problem with. But Niall, the problem here is, the problem here is, you said there that abortion is here. Abortion is not here. For well, those it is. who believe that thou shalt not kill. We have moral well, well, you, you, with, you, with the greatest respect, Jimmy, you can think what you want and you're entitled to have freedom of expression. But whether you like it or not, it's not illegal in Ireland to have an abortion. It is immoral. That's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. Not irrelevant for us. And I know this it's Im- much. It's immoral, it's immoral to have, you know, millions and millions of euro while somebody else is poor. That's technically immoral. But it doesn't. But some people have no morals or they don't have the same morals as you, Jimmy. That's not illegal. It's a no, bit of a difference. Listen, listen to me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm only saying one thing. You made a statement on the radio tonight saying abortion is here now, giving the impression that it's here now. And because... But it no is. Reference. I'm not giving any impression. I'm giving you a fact. It is. The referendum did not change the commandments of Almighty God. But it changed the laws of Ireland. It, it, listen, it did not change when we have... But, the, when but, we but with faith. the greatest respect, right, the commandments, the Bible and everything else, when it comes to the legislation of the country, is irrelevant. Irrelevant. No, For you it is. No, 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 it's not. It doesn't matter what the Bible wrong. says. I, you I, to... but hang on, with the greatest respect to me, and I respect your culture, or your, 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 your religion and your views... But you have to live by the laws of the no, land. No, no, not when, no, not when it comes into conflict with our I'm moral not, I'm conscience. I'm not going to force we you to have an abortion if you're a woman. No, I have to go with my moral conscience. Not at all. That's why Jesus was killed, and that's why so many martyrs were killed. When the Plunkett and Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Cromwell came here, people rather died, die for the... Well, is it, isn't that the problem with religion that we talk all the time, and you'd be one of the first ones to say it, when people interpret a holy book, and I'm not going to pinpoint any particular religions, and if they interpret it in such a way that other people who disagree with them should die... People say, well, and you can't do that. That's against the law. But they don't care because they believe the laws of their religion trump the laws of society and state. So, but that's not the case, Jimmy. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you live in a country that has a constitution. And within that constitution, yeah. there's laws. And then we have legislation. And you must abide by that legislation because if you no, don't, you're breaking law, the law. The first law for me are the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. They're the first law. Yeah. Right? I don't think anyone disagrees with the Ten Commandments, by the way. They are, they are the first law for me as as the follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. Well, the, the Ten Commandments are quite logical, with the exception of the first two, one or two, which talk about taking his name in vain and follow, following false gods, which are quite egotistical. But with the rest of them, they're quite, they're, they are basically good morals. Yes, and I would agree with that. But those those things like not killing somebody or not uh, or infidelity or stealing were around before the commandments were actually produced. Oh, well, look, now, look, 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 for a man that doesn't believe in it, why are you so into arguing about it? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they are laws. The laws that, of the land state, you can't you do any of those on, things, by the way. You'll bring on, you'll bring on your man that Theft. believes that he was a monkey in the last life. <laughs> I mean, that's all. They're all your Theft is illegal. Murder is illegal. Those things are illegal anyway, Jimmy. Mind you, infidelity is not. But how I would like to thank you for one thing, and I'm not a fan of yours by any means. But I would like to thank you. <laughs> I for thought your, you were a fan. You're nice. No, listen. Well, I am in a way, but I would like to thank you for your honesty here tonight. I really do, and and for the things that you have agreed with, and the things that you've said yourself, because it takes courage today in Ireland to speak the truth, and that is the full truth what you said there. So. On behalf of other people listening to you here tonight, and I'm sure there's many, many listening to you who agree with you but might not come on or text in, I'd like to thank you on behalf of a lot of people tonight for what you've said. Now, and other people listening here, in here from RT or from any other stations, you want to listen to what Niall Boylan is saying because we, we're all going to die. Every one of you there tonight who voted for abortion and know that was wrong but you still done it, Look, at, don't be going around telling how people... Do you know, by the way, with the greatest respect to me, and I haven't ever mentioned it on the air, but how do you know I voted for abortion? I didn't say you voted for it. I'm not saying you personally voted for it. I don't know how you voted. And I wouldn't assume, but there are many people who did vote and they knew what they were doing and their heart and soul was wrong. But the referendums you know? were... The, 
there were the dirty referendums. The, the, the dirtiest referendum was, was the marriage equality one. That was the, the vicious about. They were absolutely... I was running away from doors, out of shops. People called me homophobiac. And people who knew me, and there wasn't more the truth, because I know people who are homosexual and lesbian, and they know me well, and they know that I have no issue with them. None of my business what they do in their private lives. None. But the state put forward a referendum and gave people an opportunity to vote yes or no, to campaign for yes or to campaign for no. But the bullying that I and anybody here listening tonight who campaigned for no, the bullying that we experienced was, was terrible, frightening. The marriage equality was bullying wrong. was that. Okay, so, sorry, Jude, wait for a second, Jude. Well, I'll say this, that was totally wrong, especially in a democracy. He should yeah, never you went have along with it. You went along with it. And I can tell you, I but remember going to... I don't, I don't think Jude I went think, along. I don't, think, I don't think Jude went along with the bullying of people. Jude, Jude, Jude is a good man for debate. All right. It's wrong. It's wrong. But, but Jimmy, he's just told you he believes the bullying of people who have a different view is wrong. Totally yeah, wrong. And then, and then, and then you go... You, you want, I'm not going to jump from referendum, but just, just about the two referendums... When Angarda Shia Khan supported yes to marriage, the GRA supported yes, and I saw uniformed Gardaí on the newspapers. I rang Henry Street. That was one wrong. Of the, he was a, he was a sergeant, right? And he was in he was on uniform with a, with an LGBT flag promoting yes. So I phoned Henry Street Garda station, and the Garda is now an inspector. He's not in Henry Street now, but he's moved on. He got promotion, and he knows if he's listening tonight because I rang him in his new position. He was well, supposed been to impartial. be impartial. That's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he should have been impartial. Yes, and none of the media, none of RTE, nobody spoke out. None of them. None of them. You all went along with us. And, and Jimmy and Jimmy's people, homophobic, xenophobic, the names I was called. And I tell you, I, was, I actually got afraid in the end going around handing out the, the North Marriage Equality leaflets. People were absolutely incensed. They were radicalised by the media. And that was, that wrong. was wrong. That was, not a, favor, that was not a fair but referendum. I bully you. That was not a fair referendum. And you know what it is? I, I, I'm not going to get too in-depth, but I deliver a free Catholic newspaper called Alive. And you know now, now there's no referendums. The people are all back to normal again. They radicalised the people for those two referendums. I'm telling you, they did it. And that's how you got it. It's not here for Catholic people, for Protestant people, for Muslim people, for people who know it's wrong. It's not here in Ireland. You're wrong to say that. It isn't here for everybody. For those of you who voted for this, you voted to kill your grandchildren. You voted. Well, they didn't vote to kill the grandchildren. They voted what they believed the democratic vote was to repeal the Eighth Amendment and give people a choice, Jimmy. That was well, well, that I, was what I, they I voted for. But, but that's that's your view of it, Jimmy, and that's fine. I accept your view, but Jude has a different view. Lads, I'm not going to show up, but I have to wrap it up. And I have to move on. Thank you very much indeed, Jude and Jimmy. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hit.